There once was a man named Gold Roger who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yo, 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 everyone. It's your Yonko host, Dr. Jace Attorney, coming at you with a new episode of the Yonko table. As always with me this week is fellow Yonko Grandmaster Hoop. Yonko Grandmaster Hoop, I kind of cheated you out of this last Last week but i'm gonna ask you this this week how was your day today thank you dr jace yes you did cheat me you know i i understand why you did and whatnot <laughs> it's fine we're moving on we haven't had an appearance of an admiral since so i think water under the bridge i had a great day today uh woke up watched uh my new favorite show currently my current show Went to work. Work was easy. I'm here. I'm ready. It was better this week. It was better this week. It was better this week. I had a good week. Overall, a good week. I had a really good week. So, um, hey, way to cap it off with an episode of the Yonko Table. No better way. So, here I am. Indeed there is. And this episode is even more exciting because we don't only have one new supernova with us today. We have two two brand new supernovas so that is always super exciting first up we got supernova tangelo tangelo how have you been hello there thanks uh, for having me here uh i've been doing all right uh i'm in grad school right now and so uh i'm kind of like on top of things but you know grad school is hard and uh you know guy talking to things and going to things like this is always a good uh, break and uh, a fun time so Again, really glad to be here, and uh, it's great, you know, hanging out. Thank you. That's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, what what brings you to the Yonko table? What what are you most excited to talk about? Yeah, Aside from I... today's episode, of course. That's a yes. Gift. Yes. Well, Ethan and I have a history of you know being friends, and uh, um, he is someone that oh, I don't know if you can hear that. Okay. Um, sorry, again, I don't have like professional like stuff on me, uh, so you might hear some like background noises. But... Oh, you're okay. You're okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank sorry. you. So uh, yeah, Ethan and I are good friends, and uh, you know I don't know. I, we he we we I feel like have grown together a lot. He's taught me a lot in my life. Um, and I feel like, you know, my critical analysis or slash, you know, my thoughts on uh, this, the show, um, part of me being able to be like this is because Ethan long ago was kind of taught me to think like this. You know, I wasn't always a critical person thinking about societal things and race and society. And, uh, Ethan was one of the people that kind of brought me into like, Hey, like maybe let's look at this together. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I don't know if I, I didn't know supposed to curse you. Sorry. Oh, no, you're it's fine. Okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. You're fine. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's kind of the story. You know, Ethan is a good friend and I heard about this and I was like, oh my God, yes. And I'm good friends with Jalen. Jalen's been on here. So I was like, oh, maybe we'll see Jalen maybe next time in the future. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, you know, a little rambly. So I apologize. But yes, there is my answer. Nice. Nice. It, it's good to know that even before our table was formed, parties involved were still reaching out to everyone in our circle of friends and you know getting to talk to them and 
uh just you know expanding their minds you know it's fun talking about stuff like this you know so good stuff good stuff and last but not least we have supernova mikevo mikevo <laughs> how have you been hello everyone well first of all thank you for the invite dr jace and grandmaster hoop who i've known for a very long time now i met master hoop in middle school and then dr jace we go way back as well i want to say middle school as well yeah, if i'm not mistaken school. So it's yeah, been a very long yeah. time. So I've heard of, I've heard about this podcast uh, from Grandmaster Hoop, and I was really excited about it because I'm a fellow nerd, um, and so I'm just here to talk about nerd things with you guys and just enjoy this break of the end of the week. So I'm excited to be here. We got plenty to talk about, so y'all are both in the right place. Uh, but hey, we're definitely excited to have you. Um, Tangelo, I know you could you hit me you hit my line last week and I was busy and I was felt so bad not being able to help you out. I gave you, you monster. My, I, I gave monster. him my I gave him my hot takes and I heard what he had to say about last week's episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I was like, You're coming on. You're coming on. And I'm sure Rose the Crafter, you'll be on with him uh another episode as well. And then Kevin, I know you definitely have plenty to say. I know we've been back and forth on plenty of nerd-based topics, so definitely had to get you on and hear your thoughts. So glad to have y'all both here, Supernovas. Yes. Always good to have new Supernovas and familiar ones at the table. So now that we got introductions on the table, let's dive straight into it. Grandmaster Who, how did we open up with this week's episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Because there's a lot. There's a lot that happened. Well, uh, okay, so it's really good how this show, again, it's a, you know, we live in the day and age where series really are supposed to be binge watch because episodes play right into the next episode. Right. We left off with our man. Not my man. That's not my <laughs> Captain America. Not my Captain America. Uh, John oh, here Walker. we go. Uh, <laughs> I I imagine he split that man in half with that shield, okay? Oh, easily. And easily. yes, and here we are with the aftermath, which we talked about last week about how would they play this? Would it be like uh, the government, um, you know, trying to cover it up? Would the government straight up fire him or what? But here we are introduced. We got our man John Walker on the run. Because I think he knows he did something really bad. And we got our boys, uh, you know, Bucky and Sam. And goodness gracious, <laughs> you know, they're like, all right, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We doing this. <laughs> we doing well, it now. You know, you know, Sam came in. And again, this is a really good point that, you know, Sam, he tries to talk to him. He tries to come down to his level tries to reach him on a human standpoint and you, as you could see this man is so far gone you know he's like he killed lamar he killed lamar i had i had to do what i had to do you know they'll see it like that and of course we know at this point this man is he, off the deep end unacceptable yeah, he's gone, <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> and what's really cool about that scene was you see it in sam's face of man was it a mistake 
to give up that shield because I never thought it would get to this point. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, John is clearly broken and Bucky's been team take back the shield. Mm-hmm. And, you know, John right. says, I am Captain America. You know? Oh, man. I kind of winced when he said that. <laughs> I, who doesn't? Like, who doesn't? Like, oh, man, but, come on. Not mine. Not my Captain America. And Bucky has been team, uh, you know, take back the shield. And John's like, you don't want to do this. And actually, we do. And Bucky really wanted to go in. <laughs> he really wanted here, to kick this. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and pass it because here we got a fight we've been waiting for. The 2v1. Uh, Mikevo, I'm gonna let you go ahead and take point here. How'd you did you enjoy that fight scene? What were the emotions you were feeling? I think there's a lot of symbolism too going on in that whole fight scene as well. How how'd you feel? Yeah, I'm not gonna front. That fight scene was awesome. It was intense. It was very graphic. I was really surprised. You know, this I mean, even though it's Marvel, it's still a Disney product, and we know that. Disney sell to the kids and so I was right. quite taken aback by kind of how like so much like they forgot about that <laughs> and I really enjoyed that because if, if there's going to be a fight to take something from someone if it doesn't result in death it needs to result in severe injury at some point I mean what, what else was going to settle them to stop fighting so um, and then when he said that he's Captain America as he's choking the life out of Falcon um, that was a lot. <laughs> that was it a lot. was. No, it was. I mean, multiple times. H- how many times did John Walker go for the killing blow in that fight? I mean, he was going to kill Sam. He was going to yeah. kill both of them. He was going to kill him. He was going to repeat the shield uh, splitting. Oh, he you know? was ready. <laughs> He's like, is one not enough? He said, let's <laughs> add two. Not. Let's make the blood circle all around the shield. Why not? <laughs> let's let's uh let's stain the white part of the stripes on that shield a new color what about you uh tangelo what did you think of the fight scene yeah you know i'm kind of amazed like because i was thinking about how like as a because the i think this episode was like an hour-ish long like, like yeah. and, you know my yeah so it was a little longer um, you know, it was so interesting having it start so early with such a fast-paced action sequence. First is that, right? And honestly, I think, you know, when I think, uh, and we'll talk about this later, but, like, this episode wasn't, per se, really action-focused when you think about it. Like, this was no, really the wasn't. only part of the episode that was there. Um, and, you know, that's how it starts off. And I think, uh, you know, for me and, and uh, you know, kind of back to what you were saying, the, the whole, like, you know, kind of being graphic. Yeah, that arm, like having, watching them, they'll pull it off his arm, but then you watch, like they, you know, they get to the point where the, his arm snaps. You know, yeah, you think about it too, like, actually, now this is, this is me processing out loud and recognizing something like, you know, there, he has super soldier serum in him, right? We talked about, like that was, this was talked yeah, about. Yeah, you, um, you know, for you to break the arm of a super soldier, you know, like that actually, I don't know how much like support, you know, we, we've seen Captain America get hit, right? We've seen a right. bunch of people get hit. But for the sound, like you know, for the amount of force you had to put on on that, that was an intense amount, and it was really I don't know, it was kind of incredible watching like how you know they choreographed it, the duel, um, kind of just like having both um, Bucky and Sam work together, um, they're, they're like a team combo, like that last thing where he kind of like throws him and then he yes. like 
punches him yeah. with a shield. That was some really good stuff. And kind of kind of scary, though, to think how it was so difficult for them, for two of them, to bring that one guy down. Yes. You know what I'm saying? If it was just Bucky, right? If it was just Bucky. And God, I'd be so scared if it was just Sam, right? If it was just um, Sam. And we'll cover that later. Right. But I think I'm hoping the next suit, the suit that he gets um, in the future, um, you know, is going to be vibranium and protect him. Because, yeah, Ooh, we've now vibranium. seen the fragility of non- you know, with a Lamar, we see the fragility of non-super soldier people fighting super soldiers, right? That man just got smacked into a pillar and gone, right? Like, that could happen to Sam so easily. So I'm hoping, you know, the suit will protect him. And again, I'm already jumping ahead. But yeah, those are my thoughts about that kind of fight scene. Really great graphic. And, uh, you know, what a way to start this episode. It was. It was It was one of the more graphic fight scenes uh that i mean we've seen in marvel in general i mean just the 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 scene that pops out to me is when uh i think it was uh sam sam had um john pinned like against like a forklift or something he, he had him pinned and uh that's where um when, oh god what was his name sam bucky jesus what am i thinking bucky bucky comes in they have him pinned and and they want to get rid of that shield they want to rip that thing off of him so much so that they break the man's arm <laughs> trying to take it away and i'm like jesus man that that dude was not letting it go <laughs> yeah and, yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry uh no i don't mean to cut you off but they're oh, desperate they're desperate yeah. you know and we talked about that last week about how these people find themselves in these desperate situations and i think for bucky and sam they're just so desperate to separate the shield because they are watching their friend's legacy be tarnished in a matter of mere seconds you know and right. it, uh, technically it's their fault they let that happen you know right both of them on on, on two different uh terms right because i think uh bucky had the chance to take up the shield to take yeah. the shield yeah he did and then uh how do you call it OG Captain America he was willing to give Sam or Steve was willing to give Sam the shield and Sam just didn't take it which funny enough we'll we'll get into the reasons why Sam didn't take it and I mean god man this episode was really good in terms of just uh themes running on like especially yes. with Bucky just learning the the weight of carrying that shield and understanding more of the reasons why Sam didn't take it initially, but we'll we'll get into that later. But uh, yeah, man, this there was a lot with this scene. I gotta say, last thing I think before I don't know if we're gonna move to the next thing, but I just yeah, for me something that entered my mind near the end of the fight though is just like, you know, this this whole TV like this whole TV show and um, the series, um, and I really think this episode really highlights how like symbolism was just huge. I think yes. in this episode and um you know for me a powerful moment and i was like ah like just thinking like what like seeing kind of a the shot because it wasn't like, it, it wasn't still but like it kind of showed it right the sam being next to a bloody shield ah you know yes. what, Gosh, what a yes. powerful almost like piece of sim like symbolic media right there of like you know, there, there's there's so much you're going to pack there, right? You know, and, and Bucky has it. He's, he's the one he has in the end. He looks to Sam, pauses, and then he get, you know, throws it back on the floor next to him, Sam. And then, then it's kind of the shot of Sam with the shield, with the blood stain, right? Which, again, goes back into the whole conversation of, you know, what is it like, um, you know, for, like, you know, a black man to be Captain America slash, you know, like the, the big conversation right there. And 
um, I thought, yeah, already again, this was the first first like you know couple couple scene like first scene right of the yeah of the episode like the and I, I thought they <laughs> right, right I think that um, kind of was like already first like Kickstarter the, the conversation that would be started um, kind of like throughout this whole episode about like you know the symbol of that shield and almost race and the symbol. Yeah, I felt that because when he, you know, immediately when they, when John was done uh, and, you know, like out for the count, you know, Sam immediately starts wiping the blood off, you know, because here he is, passed up the chance to be the black Captain America, and now he's rethinking it. But at the same time, he's like, this was my mistake. This blood is might as well, I might as well put that there, you know, it's a domino effect. You know, him giving up the shield led to this moment of, you know, and, you know, I feel in their heads, they are just trying to preserve Steve's memory and his legacy. And legacy is a big theme going on here. And, uh, well, you know, with that said, let's, uh, let's keep going. Uh, what we got uh, next? Well, I think it's, we could bounce, we could bounce around no problem. If I may, something to add about that scene into, I think, another interesting point um, is on how um, he lost his wings in that fight. Oh, and then he did. Later, yes. Right. He oh. later, uh, you know, was checking it out with uh, Torres, Joaquin Torres, I think is his full name. And, yes, um, yes. you know, because we know, and I, I think, yeah, like all, you know, fans are super excited because that character is known in current Marvel, like fandom to be the next Falcon. And there's going to be things about that. Dr. Chase, did you know that? I, I actually didn't. This is this is news to me. Like, I, I, I knew I knew about uh, Sam eventually becoming the new Captain America, but I did not know Torres would be the new uh, based on the comics, the new Falcon. That's actually pretty cool. So yes. they, are, they are, again, this is the whole setup. We talked about this of the young Avengers. Uh, right. Torres is relatively young, so he could totally be on that team too. But um, yeah. And they, you know, they go, he, you know, the way he just says, like, you keep it. I was like, oh, gosh. Yes, you keep it. Yes. <laughs> and he already tried to fix Red Wing. So, uh, you know, he's, he's seems tech savvy. A little nice little tidbit Marvel throws in there. Yeah, I think in a hundred percent like that character, like he he's done a great job, I think, uh, as an actor with that character, which I do have to say, by the way, I'm going to put a little sidebar. I feel so bad um, because it sounds like the actor who plays as uh, J uh, John Walker has been getting a lot of like flack for like people are forgetting to separate that like he's an actor and, you know, him as a person, I don't think represents, you know, all that stuff, but um you know talking right. about good actors right i think the reason why we despise john walker so much is because wyatt russell is such a good actor so i just want to put a little tidbit there um you know as we're talking about actor quality but yeah with the uh, joaquin torres whoever the actor is I, I can imagine him you know playing a bigger role in the future and i think uh that'd be a fun uh fun thing to see right and i i did hear about the um the the uh the actor again i i can't remember his name but the guy who plays john walker i, I did hear about him getting like a, a little bit you know personal death threats and yeah uh, he's getting death just, threats yeah 
Right, and it's like, oh my god, these guys are acting hella cringe, like, towards these actors, like, not being able to separate the actor from the character, but I guess people get this invested into the shows, they can't really separate reality from fiction. Uh, but, uh, I mean, it, it it gets to a point where even uh, the guy who plays uh, uh, Bucky, I think we talked about this in last week's episode too uh people will come up to him and they'll start oh. uh saying the the winter soldier uh trigger 17 freight car <laughs> rusted nail yeah. yeah they'll come up some people yeah. got it down i don't have it down i mean I yeah it's, it's a long sequence of terms like i if it was like four words or five sure i could probably memorize it it's like 10 or something that, if you could learn it in russian though that'd be uh That'd be Ooh. the better. That'd be the better feat. I'm sure he'd be way more impressed if you did it in Russian. Or annoyed, one or the other. <laughs> yeah, or more annoyed. But yeah, you know Wyatt Russell. Again, if if you if you end up hating a character so much, that means they're doing great at their job. And I right. hate John Walker. And uh, you know, here we have John Walker on his little you know uh, court martial or whatever and uh, I, I really like this scene i, really I like, like this it. scene too it was good because at the end of the day he's right he says you built me you did this you chose me you saw this as you know just a job you saw this as an opportunity to you know be a poster boy or whatnot right. and you made me the perfect soldier this is what y'all wanted and now you're gonna cast me out i mean yeah you gotta go john but i it's like, <laughs> uh, I I understand where he's coming from, and I, I right. understand he's being casted aside as if it was nothing. But I mean, it, you can't just freaking chop people in half, man, with a shield. <laughs> he was in the moment, dude. Come what? on. No, no. <laughs> what moment? He Lamar. He Lamar is dead, man. On his watch, he was so frustrated. And mind you, he was already at his tipping point before Lamar bit uh, bit the big one. And just I, I think uh, what's what's the phrasing? Uh, uh, Lamar dying was the straw that broke the camel's back for yeah. John. He was fed up. He was done, and he had to express his anger through someone, and that involved dropping uh, that shield made of vibranium on, on someone's rib cage and cleaving them in two. And then he he was willing to go a second round with Sam uh, when they were fighting. He was willing to chop him up. Um, but like no, like I I really like that scene because as much as we hate John Walker. I still understand his frustration in that specific scene uh, because it's like you said, he's saying like, you know, you, you guys built me and, and he's trying to give his perspective on what led to those events. And you have one of the uh, members of that council just telling him, dude, we don't want to hear it. This is not a, this is not a, what was, it? he didn't say it was a hearing. It was a, he, he said it was a, a mandate, right? You know, you're not coming here to explain, um, you know, your side of things or try to negotiate with us on what we can do. We're, we're, you're coming here and we're telling you what's going to happen. And there's nothing outside of this that's going to change our mind. And then, you know, they start going down like the 
the list of like his punishment or whatever and uh they're saying you know uh based on your exemplary service uh you know we're, we're not going to do anything drastic uh but you're 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 basically fired uh you get no benefits <laughs> from your military pension and i'm like dude you guys might, might as well just shoot him in the head at this point like <laughs> this man is destroyed you and that's where the line comes out where the dude is just so pissed and frustrated he's like you you bastards you built me and now you're uh, i was waiting for a cringe line to uh from one of the council members to come out and say uh like right after he says you built me i was waiting for one of them to say uh and now we're tearing you down goodbye and they bang the gavel or just something <laughs> something d dumb like that but it didn't happen it, it did not happen um but yeah, I, I I like that scene a lot just because it, it, as much as we hate him, it gave us more of a perspective from John Walker's side of things and how he feels personally betrayed. Um, what about you, McKevo? Did you get any similar vibes, Any anything, anything else from that scene? You know, to be quite honest, I was surprised that he was punished. Yeah. To be honest, mm -hmm. I honestly okay. did not see that coming. To be honest, um, and and for the record, I don't blame John Walker for responding the way he did. No, it wasn't right. But if, I mean, Grandmaster Hoop, if someone was to kill you in front of me, I don't know <laughs> if they would be left walking after the fact. If I'm present, you know what I mean. Gosh. I'm just okay. saying that. So, McKevel's like, using that shield, man. No, He's um, like, yeah, I'm using that shield to cave that man's chest in. I'm just saying that out loud, just being honest. That's actually really funny that you said that, because now this whole debate on whether he was justified or not, and McKevel, I know we've been back and forth on this, but now I feel this scene is actually very reminiscent of Tony Stark and uh, the revelation of bucky killing his parents you know yes. would tony stark have been justified in killing bucky in his anger figuring absolutely. out absolutely so you think you think okay so i see Here, where you here's my thing i mean this show is um, has been fantastic i love this the character arc that bucky is on it has caused me to find compassion for the young man which i have never found for that character prior to this show um so, I mean, I've grown to really like Bucky, but if I was to find out that Bucky killed my mother, I mean, I'm no super soldier, but <laughs> if I had like an Iron Man type of suit, I'm, I'm going to go for it as well. I mean, in the, in the moment of finding that out, you just watch the footage. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, Lamar was killed. His, his best friend was killed right in front of his eyes, you know, to hear about how Lamar was so proud to be like his partner and how he used to call his mother and talk about, oh, I'm just so happy that, you know, John Walker is the new cap and I'm just so proud that he, I'm chosen to be his right-hand man. Like, to hear that, yes. I, I mean, I, I get why John Walker responded the way he did, even though that, that particular man did not kill Lamar. So, I mean, yes, it's actually ah. wrong. It was wrong, but I understand and can empathize with John Walker in that moment. Just like I did in that moment when he, when he said to that council, you built me. And like, I think of actual soldiers in our real world. I where, was 
thinking the same thing. Or yeah. I think yeah. of police officers. I mean, like you, when I think of like acts that have just happened in the last couple of weeks. You know what I mean? And these these office these individual officers do, do not exist in a vacuum. They exist in a, a policing culture that is just extremely brutal. And so, like, yes, punish John Walker. But John Walker is absolutely right to point out. Maybe he wasn't doing that in that particular scene, but to kind of throw it back at leadership. Like, you send us out here to do these crazy things, and then you're shocked that we're crazy. <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> what are the odds? Like, what are the odds? You know what I mean? What are the odds that John Walker will become what he became? Like he said, they earned those medals doing things that he, like he's not necessarily so proud of. You know what I mean? So it's like... You know, I empathize with John Walker in that moment as well. And I really like this portrayal of this character because I don't necessarily see him as a villain. I just see him as extremely misguided and, yeah. and traumatized, to be honest. Traumatized. That's, actually, oh, this is great because, Kevin, I know you do a lot of social work. And D'Angelo, I, I see your thoughts brewing over there. What you got going on? Well... I don't know. I just think it, it, this is super interesting because, again, it, like when it comes to morals and values and ethics. So, so I'm taking actually an ethics class right now in grad school. And it's been really great because, you know, I've been having to do a lot of readings and a lot of deep pondering on some of the stuff we're talking about. Not It's not per se, um, though, again, like political philosophy and moral philosophy, like the lines between the two of them get very like complex sometimes or like it can be really hard to distinguish the two of them. Um, and so, you know, I'll try and like you know, keep them against separate things. But when we're talking about like, you know, what is justice, right? You know, in, in one frame it is like, you know, if someone did this, like, you know, murdering the other person is one form of justice. And, you know, I think for me, what's super fascinating is coming to mind when I'm like, in some way comparing um, kind of stories, right? So we're talking about like maybe how Bucky um, and Tony Stark, that situation versus Again, how uh, we have John Walker and then this situation, you know, I think what's interesting, again, is just like the concept of like agency and autonomy, right? It's just the, the, the concept of control, right? So like, you know, with, with Bucky, I'm super much more empathetic towards him because again, like, did he actually have control over his actions when no. he was, you know, with the Winter Soldier? Like, not, no, like, no. so it's, it's very hard um, to 100% um you know kind of like put put you know the responsibility right of like the actions and what is justice for him and you know and that goes actually into like, yeah a later piece you know that they talk about later about that book right and god i mean that's yeah later about that line it's like no, you're you, not, could, you're you're, you could bring it up go yeah, ahead go it's ahead. like you know when they said like you're not making amends you're avenging you know uh, yeah <laughs> i like you know, that that's really a great really big kind of point there you know here i think they're trying to showcase though what happens with John Walker that he's going to continue with this path of vengeance, right? And 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 kind of again very similar to Tony Stark. Um, you know, it's hard for me to again. I would have to. Um, sorry, Makiba. Like I I feel like when it comes to t Tony Stark though, again his like yeah his like he you know this guy killed his mom and it is understandable right that, like you know this anger and frustration but again like if you were to take the full context of the situation it's like that guy didn't have control over xyz things whereas again with with john walker it's like you know again it's one thing and depends on your framework of justice which again now we could we could get into a really big conversation about how does america view justice right like well, what does justice <laughs> look like in america right yeah that's, and, that's perfect yeah. You know, there are, you know, almost, I would say America has like a, has, has a history of this 
this justice that is very much so like you know if you do this to me then i will do this to you back right Mm -hmm. you know and i I think yeah like we're watching you know john walker almost be also a symbol of that talking about symbols like you know and and again like you know tony stark and and black panther remember black panther and that was his whole character arc in in civil war he was like i i've watched what vengeance does to people and i'm not gonna let it do it to me um so yeah you know i i am empathetic and you know i watching it i do have to agree with the sentiment of like how okay like yeah like you know if you think about all the context building up to this like oh yeah like you know there's a really big conversation about the, institu- the institutions and what they put upon people um but again there's a part of me too that will just i feel like i just have to recognize that you know john walker also has agency and autonomy yes. and been, there's been a lot a lot of spaces i feel like in this short episode episode right and how he's handled situations and collaboration with other people right you know like and how he's interacted with sam and and sam you know has, has it's been really great you know for me with my you know, back, background in social work too it's like you know when you think about all the things sam says has been really good at like you know trying to get to know people and i was actually trying to like question people and uh, again back to like last episode right we got car- you got carly to be like oh like all this stuff and then she was like you're making me sound like a like a lot i'm like no you said that you know i think john walker has had instances where he could have those revelations he hasn't um so yeah that was a long ramble there but kind of my thoughts on the whole thing i liked it though no you you're good because i think it's definitely worth pointing out you know the institutions and how they responded to john walker and how you know they took away you know as dr j said like his uh his pension and everything and whatnot. And that's great to point out because look how they treated Isaiah, you Mm. know, Mm. basically they're in the same shoes, you know, trying to create the perfect soldier. And they look at the actions of, actually you could throw Steve into the mix too. All three, all three different versions of of Captain America, right? Uh, Steve went against Steve went against, uh, you know, his commanding officers, went and freed Bucky and friends in the first Captain America, you know, returns as a war hero, right? No biggie. That's that's fine. He didn't necessarily kill anybody unjustifiably in that situation. John Walker uh, sent on this mission, bring down Flag Smashers, kills one of them in broad daylight with the shield. All he's met with is a slapped on, slap on the wrist, uh taken of all his honors and credits and whatnot and his credibility is put to shame but then you have isaiah which i'm so glad they brought this character back into the fold Mm -hmm. because here this man one did not sign up for this okay they didn't tell him it was a you know a super soldier serum trial they told him it was for tetanus Mm -hmm. all right and then on top of that they do it to a number of black men and see how they respond and then they start throwing them into these missions saying, hey, actually, it was a super soldier serum on top of it, you know, and then pick apart his body and experiment him by, you know, the U.S. government and Hydra on top of that. And then he does one heroic thing, one thing that, you know, would be so meaningful to go back and get those guys who they were going to kill, you know all those other black soldiers who they were just going to kill to cover up their tracks mm-hmm. and what has he met right. with he's met with you know 30 years in jail 
He's yeah. erased from Crazy. the system. He's go ahead, Dr. Jace. Yeah, like I just the parallels here are great. And I'm just now realizing them talking to y'all, so no, there there are a lot. I mean, just just the experimentation part. I, I read an article like a couple days ago, and I, I was aware of this before, but it's funny how, uh, well, not funny, but you know, it's it's <laughs> interesting. It's interesting how yeah. you see this, and then you get an episode like this this week where, um, uh, it, it was something where a lot of African American men back in the day the government would experiment on them with obviously not super soldier serums but s similar stuff they would say this is a cure or a vaccine for this type of disease or this treatment um i, I don't know if it was tetanus or it would be syphilis syphilis um, syphilis syphilis yeah, the right. Tuskegee experiment yeah, yeah Tuskegee. Right. Yeah, yeah right and it, it's literally cut and paste the same thing marvel just gave their superheroes uh injection into the mix and you pretty much have almost the same exact story so i i, I do like the parallels that um that are being drawn with how the show is in its own fictitious world but then you see how it's like th this grounded. happens in real life it's yeah it's, grounded it's in reality yeah i mean in, in every bit of the show i mean i thought about the interaction between falcon and the cop um or falcon with his sister at the bank um, and then stuff like this. Um, and, and, the, and the most impressive part about it to me is that it, it doesn't come across as preachy or cheesy. Yes. They're telling a story in the MCU, but they're infusing very grounded and real, like cultural touchstones that are actually actively happening in our world that we can connect with at a time like this. And I think it's really impressive that they're telling the story that can spark conversations like these that we need to be having. So, a small little thing though, awesome. consistency wise, slash, like, I'm really curious, like, to hear your thoughts about this of how we have seen Bucky in this series a lot. And I'm surprised that, like, we haven't, like, they didn't write him engaging in, like, microaggressions with Sam. Or I guess maybe the whole, you know, giving the shield was like a, you know, being mad at him about that, you know, why'd you give the shield up is, you know, in some way a microaggression. But you would think, right, that after being away from all these years, um, because he, you know, these guys are soldiers in the 1920s, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, the way that they understood race at the time, like, I really kind of wish that they kind of showcased, you know, yes. Bucky having to learn, like, oh, oh, yeah. Or in, in any way, like, having to also him make mistakes and correct it because, you know, that actually could have been, you know, been a really interesting, you know, point to make, too, of, like, how, like, it's a well, you know, Bucky missed opportunity. Was, you know, Bucky he, was a He would have been a product race. of his time. Right? Yeah. So, like, how are they going to address, you know, this guy from the 1920s who might accidentally still say, accidentally, like, will still say things because he doesn't know. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure that would be, you know, when, as I'm saying that, like, that would be really hard to write. You know, how would you have done that type of thing? Right. But, you know, it, it, I don't say those consistency slash, like, you know, when, when we're thinking about the the story, right? It's like, I, I, I keep thinking about that. It's like, dang, like, you know, like, every time Bucky interacts with Sam, it, it almost as though, like, he understands modern history now or he relatively you know has had conversations that like you know someone could you know what i'm saying like put someone from the truly from the 1920s to now and then have them engage in this stuff you know it, he's you know, growing Bucky, he's growing as a character right, yeah. right. I, I i i get what you're saying um it's it's one of those things where i, I think at the end of the day with disney they they see these characters as like products and while they do want to write them as like you know not perfect models of 
whatever they're trying to represent. They do have them flawed in their own ways. I think they were in a way somewhat scared to try and figure out, okay, Bucky is literally from uh, an early part of the 20th century and what what lines or what actions can we give him where it's 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 not on the line of uh just a microaggression and also not on the line of uh, just straight up offensive right and i guess that's the tricky area they want these characters to be likable but they don't want like something outrageous like uh bucky dropping the n-bomb to uh, <laughs> a sam they're like oh no we're definitely not gonna do that realistically speaking like that right. actually no, could be right. a moment, right? in bucky's defense right. he is from a more progressive part of the states being new york so in his defense well and he also spent time in wakanda he did. You know, no telling what kind of conversations they had while uh, he was over there. And no, and no, just not even just that, like what he saw, the kind of society he saw, or at least what we know to of this fictional country. Um, I would imagine maybe he was just, I don't know, maybe those images informed him of different. Because to me, it came across that not that he would be like, I didn't necessarily thought he would be like overtly racist or like, you know, a part of his time, but he didn't seem to care, or maybe he just, he just didn't notice like the fact that the reality of a black man being Captain America, what that would mean. I don't think he really either cared about it or cared to think of what that would be like. So Definitely that's kind of how I read it. it. Yeah, like it just didn't cross his mind. Well, you know? yeah, he, and he admits it later. He said you know, when Steve told him the plan, that didn't cross their mind. It's like a form of his privilege. He's just blind. It is. To, yeah, it's privilege. Like blind to what that would mean. You know, in so Sam's in some case. way they did write. They did write it. Like, I think that was very subtle. Writing, very yeah, subtle. Very yeah. subtle for sure. Because well, again, you know, you, you know, back to you know, like what you're saying. It's really difficult to write in. You know, like some of that stuff. Like, could you imagine <laughs> them trying to drop the N word or something silly? Like oh that? my like, gosh, I, no, I they swear. would never. <laughs> oh man, I mean, even though I'm here for it, I just don't think it would go well for right. the masses. Right. No, no, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, even if they, I mean, I mean, they don't need to. But they, they're tackling these issues in a way that, of course, like as we said, sparks this conversation. Let me bring this up to y'all and how you feel about this. When he, when Isaiah said, um, you know, uh, no self-respecting black man would ever accept the position of Captain Oof. America. Um, mm -hmm. That's a really interesting take because one, I think that question sets up sam's uh like disposition for the rest of the episode um i mean i i heard that and uh i see tangelo you added in uh the whole uh you know respect you know insights of ancestors versus paving our own future and that's exactly where my mind went was that i get why isaiah is bitter and uh you know why he feels this type of way you know why would you want to give back to the people that threw you through to the dirt you know you know left you out on the curb picked up you know right. less trash right erased you from history it erased you from history. so of course he feels this type of way you know like why would i why would any self-respecting black man be captain america if you knew my story you know and just black culture in general why would you want to be a symbol for america is basically what he's saying yeah. but with that said you know that begs the question it's like 
Well, if you don't want to be a symbol for America, are you just not going to try to promote change? Or are you just going to be content with, you know, just this uh, disposition of America can never do better than what they've already done and are just no kind of any change in the future? And I think that's where Sam is at right now. He's like, I have to do something because I don't want this to repeat. And y'all can take it from there. I I'm glad that, yeah, Sarah kind of had that, you know. Um, Sarah had that, yes. Sarah, yeah, it's like, Sarah, oh, you should not yes. let Isaiah Bradley live in your head? And he's like, no. But, you know, I think that's, you know, he needed that, right? Like, that's kind of what it is going on. Like, he, you know, he was in his head. And, you know, it's, again, it's hard to empathize, right? Like, uh, fully empathize in the sense of, again, I, you know, my Asian identity is very unique and different and stuff like that. But, yeah, it, it's very, very complicated. And I think, uh, you know, I... Yeah, I still think again yeah, there that will that question, right? Of like how do you balance, you know, respecting your elders and their history and their insight about their life experience and when they give you give that to you versus like recognizing that like, you know, we live in a different world, different context and um you know yeah, I wonder, you know, how people are feeling about that line and how in some way Sam is kind of rejecting it in some way maybe of being like, well, I am a self-respecting black man and I can accept and be Captain America, right? Like, I think that's a really interesting kind of thing there where he kind of, that, that line was put there and Sam's still going with it, it seems. Um, and I wonder how, because I could imagine actually some people maybe sticking with that of like, yeah, he shouldn't, right? Um, you know, I wonder, yeah, take a poll amongst um, viewers and watchers and specifically people um, you know, specifically maybe black, black Americans, and I'd be curious to hear what the sentiment and thoughts are of that. You know, it's like, yeah, like, you know, right. he shouldn't, or maybe he should, you know? Because I don't know. Would you, would you take up uh, the mantle of Captain America and, uh, you know, our current society? Do you think that would promote a positive change for just black Americans in general, despite, you know, all the all that's ever been done to black Americans in history? Could you carry oh, that weight? That sigh. <laughs> we already know what's coming. Heavy is the shield. It's a difficult it question. Yeah, like it's. It's a very difficult question because, in 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 that in that scene when Isaiah said that, like the the only thing I I mean I don't even cuss and and what came to my head was like damn right like, <laughs> like you know like when you hear his story or when I talked to my grandmother like I just went to New Jersey and talked to my grandma. And we talked about all kinds of things that she saw while growing up in Alabama and the Deep South. You know, it's like, the, and, but the fact that she's so dedicated to like voting and things like that, you know, it's like, she's she's still a real citizen, a contributing citizen to this country that tried to kill her and exterminate her and, and everyone that she loved that looked just like her. Um, and so, yes, but then I really do understand Sam Sam's optimism you know, I think what Sam has is a vision of what America is supposed to be versus what it has been. And I think he's willing to ins like inspire and be the symbol for that America that he's that he sees in his vision, not necessarily because in my opinion, John Walker is Captain America. If we need a mascot for America, John Walker oh. is it. Like in, in, in real life, in real life, if we need a mascot for America, that that's John Walker. You know, Steve's what we'll put forward as the idea, but John Walker's the reality, you know? Um, and so, but yes, yeah, so back to me, yes, it's very complicated. So I don't know. 
I probably would because I'm a I am a believer. I'm a very deep believer, and so I probably would. Um, but I know that, like you know, my dad most certainly wouldn't. <laughs> and I respect Fair. him for it. We we had a grand admiral on board a couple weeks ago that had the same exact uh, uh, sentiments of um, John Walker is America, like because of what was I think it was uh, Grandmaster Hoop. He was going through uh, like the whole list of um, just how John Walker's a terrible Captain America. He does not represent uh, the ideals and everything. And then uh, Admiral Hooperlino came in and. He straight up said, "Yeah, man, he's John Walker's the perfect Captain America." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Now it, it, it's 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 so odd to be agreeing with We've an admiral. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They had Steve Rogers pictures on Tinder, but when you got to the date, it was John Walker because that's <laughs> the reality of what we are historically. Do I'm you currently too? Would you all like? How do you all think of that quote? If you're if you aren't bitter, you're blind. Oh God! <laughs> what do you what do you all think about that? Yeah. You can be. What's his name? Who? Who you think? Isaiah. Isaiah said I, that. Yeah. Isaiah yeah. said that. I think of said. James Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. He said, James uh, to be like I think it's something like to be black and conscious or be conscious to be like in a state of anger at, at all times because if you're if you're not angry, you're not paying attention. Yeah, you know, and I mm-hmm. think that's kind of what Isaiah is getting at um, with Sam. I mean, it's a fair it's a fair statement to be bitter, like, but it's you have to be bitter, but you have to channel and that bitterness into something positive. You can't just right. be bitter and sit there, you know. Yeah. That's why these people who are quote unquote bitter are out there protesting, you know, like. You want to talk about current events? They're outside that one officer's house uh, right now in Minnesota, you know, like saying we just want to talk, you know, Isaiah was bitter and he put in the work. So I'm not mad at him for sitting there. I'm not, you know, Right. but when Sam hears his story, you can be bitter, Sam. But now you need to go. You know, you have a platform. You're an Avenger. You know, you're a black Avenger. One of like three. You got to go do something. He has to go do something about it. you can't just carry that bitterness around and be you know uh content with everything going on you know why live with that bitterness when you can do something about it not everybody's gonna agree with you inside with you but at least you're trying at least you're putting forth an effort so and i think that's where we're heading in this finale is that sam is ready to put forth some effort uh, so it's quite I, I like I feel where Sam is at currently right now in the show it was well deserved it was a nice little five episode journey we got there and mm-hmm. I think I think it's well I think he's gone through enough to realize th- this is the rightful next step for him as a character yeah, it was really cool kind of thinking again, jumping ahead to that part of like watching him train, right? With the shield. Ah, All oh, the trailers, I love that. right? All yeah. the trailers have shown clips of him catching the shield. Yeah. I loved the fact that they put in pieces of him. Nope. Yeah, like, nope. <laughs> dropping it. Like, nope. 
like you know there are a couple of ones where like and you watch it like again you think of the trailers that you've seen and all the shots they show in the trailers they show in this part where he drops it instead of catching it and i thought that yeah i, that, I thought that was amazing you know with him like kind of doing a flip or him doing certain moves like literally exactly the trailer that's like nope i thought that was pretty fantastic and um yeah like i don't know well, like it realistic hurt. it can hurt that thing is yeah. <laughs> i imagine if you miss it your head might come off i don't know <laughs> You're breaking something easily. Correct. Well, um, Grand, Grandmaster Hoop might be all right, but for the rest of us, <laughs> our faces will be gone. <laughs> I, is, that a, is that a chin joke? Is that what that is? <laughs> just a little one. Just a little one. That's fine. That's fair. That's fine. Yes. But yes. Speak, uh, say what? Speak, I was just going to say, speaking of Pat, like uh, him throwing the shield die, something that came to mind, though, too, is like, that was a really interesting scene, and I wish if I was to rewatch it, I'd be curious to read the dialogue that came with it. When um, when Sam and Bucky were talking, and they were throwing the shield at the tree, and they were passing it to each other almost like a frisbee, yeah, as a tree. I, I wonder like how that. much that matched with the dialogue, and kind of the themes of what they were saying, like in the dialogue. Because I'm, you know, in the writers, I could imagine, you know, there's there is something else embedded in there, but like how there is maybe kind of like a a rhythm to like you know how the dialogue's going of like you know sam saying something and throwing it and then having like bucky catch it and then him thinking and then also throwing it i think that was a really interesting kind of way for them to show also and to be uh i don't know um what do you call that word foreshadowing of like i'm so excited in episode six because we know everything's going to go down in episode six the last episode oh and i can't wait to see the partnership and team up of that shield being thrown oh. around oh yeah, i didn't, I didn't think about it Oh, yeah, yeah. Me too. No, I think yeah because that you know and I think what's interesting is like how like I don't know how it's it's kind of cool seeing again I, for something for, yeah I just keep that's keeps that's like still on my mind just thinking about that juxtaposition of the relationship between Bucky and Sam and the like the juxtaposition of um like that relationship versus Lamar and John Walker right because you both have scenarios where you have you know black man and a white guy <laughs> Working together. On yeah, that's true. You know, so those like the partnerships. I think Marvel's the favorite combo. Really <laughs> favorite combo. You know, I think the 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 partnership's really interesting, and I think to, you know, to, um, you know, hone in on this conversation, it's like it's so interesting watching how Bucky got involved in the boat and the and also uh, okay. like the community, right? Almost kind of like black community in Louisiana, and then watching like John Walker interact with. Um, the family yeah right? what are yeah. your thoughts on them i mean that was a lot there but you know i'm curious to hear any like thoughts that come up with the, that scenario I'm gonna, I'm gonna let dr jace go because i have a whole metaphor for that boat so uh well I, I guess kind of dialing it back to that uh the scene where they're throwing the shield around and, and catching it uh i i do actually want to go back and see like if the dialogue was like what you were saying uh where you know what exchanges exactly were they having as each of them was catching the shield uh for me when i was watching that i kind of saw it as like uh you know like one of those cliche moments in movies where it's like uh two characters they're throwing a football around and they're exchanging dialogue and having <laughs> a one-on-one -on -one with each other that's how i that's literally how i saw it it was but instead of football it was a shield just tossing back and forth and exchanging dialogue and bonding and growing as characters um yeah. so I, I did i did like that um 
I, I'll probably have I'll probably be the only one with this opinion. I I honestly did not like the training montage scene. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I know I was throwing this word around earlier. I thought it was cringe, but I I I understand why it was done. I understand why it was yeah. done, and and the symbolism with it, and and I, I liked um the scenes that um uh tangelino was saying earlier where uh sam was missing the shield and and he was trying to catch it and almost cut his hat off i, I like that i just i guess i just hated that it was a montage of like let me do some push-ups <laughs> me, uh, go for my, my mile run i don't know it's just i'm like man you could have done this scene a lot better man but i i understand why it was done at the end it was it was worth it because we have a new Sam at the end, and uh, but yeah, <laughs> that's that's what I thought on the the training scene. Uh, the training scene, oh, oh, reminiscent, no, no. by the way, of on your left. But I was thinking about that when he was running. Ah, like, yeah. I was... Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. That's true. I think I think the scene that sealed it for me was when the 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 nephew he like oh, got no. his finger and he threw the A. I'm like, oh, I'm done. The, no, this is this is the please end this montage and, and move on with the scene. <laughs> That's just me, but you're a hater. Um, you're yeah. a hater. Listen, man, I <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe they're uh, usually uh, awkward. Training montage is usually pretty awkward. Yeah, I like mean, I did enjoy this one, and I enjoyed the one in Creed Two, and then I also enjoyed um the one in million dollar baby but besides that those three and okay yes and then obviously what's the uh what's that one movie with the football teams that became integrated oh remember Since the titans, the titans. And okay and then i i really enjoyed like their their like montages uh, of them training on the uh in spring fall whatever but yes it was awkward but the part about that 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 scene that i do like between bucky and sam is the part where Sam kinds of throws Steve Rogers in the back because he is gone ah, and the yeah. thing of the past. Yeah. Um, and and seems like, you know, Steve was the only thing that really did bond Sam and Bucky together. And I think now we're starting to see them be actually become friends or brothers, yeah. maybe even brothers, you know? So right. when they were working on that boat together, and, and and him, you know, Sam bringing him into his community. That I mean, that really, I really love seeing that because it shows that they're actually starting to develop their own relationship on their own terms. Right. Now that Steve is actually gone, and he stayed yeah. at his house too. Yeah, and, and Bucky hitting house. on his sister. Yeah, and I enjoyed <laughs> that a little yeah. bit. I yeah. love that. I actually like I that. that. Hey, Sarah. <laughs> But yeah, I, I find that whole boat to be a big metaphor for this whole entire series, okay? Uh, that boat, as Sam said, as he put it to Sarah, he said, that's our history. And when he says that's our history, he's talking about American history as a whole. That is our history, and it's up to everyone to pitch in to fix it for the better, all right? Brings in the community, brings in Bucky, and it's okay to get help. In a, and see, that's one thing people, one of the hardest questions people have to ask is for help. And it's okay to ask for help. 
You know, he's like, come on, Buck, come on and help me with this thing. You know, it's totally okay. Let's ask the community to get involved. If you want change to happen on a big scale, you're going to have to, you know, put in that effort with a larger mass of people. So that whole thing was a metaphor. This is Sam's Captain America working to put, get that boat up and running again like it used to, because that's our history small piece too in that uh, in that whole thing of the fixing the boat i do actually appreciate they had a now i'm thinking at a deeper level but the moment where sarah's like oh stop it like stop sam like don't you come here i told you not to touch that and don't come here because oh, right. thinking that you know how to fix this when this is like my this is my thing you know almost kind of like a good reminder too of like you know don't have people come in trying to fix things that they don't understand that they think that they do and it was great time seeing uh, bucky be like you know i don't really know if we should i don't know if we should be doing this and sam's like oh no we do it and then sarah like walks over is like stop <laughs> i told you i don't know if they meant it to be on that deep level but i think yeah that's a good reminder right there too of uh, some things about fixing um, you know, fixing this boat, slashing and fixing America, right? I mean, you know, there's some jobs maybe meant for other people that's not meant um, for the people who think that they need to do it. Right. Yeah. I agree. And well, with that said, you know, I, this episode was very much about the downtime, uh, you know, the calm before the storm. So, right. A lot of buildup. A lot of buildup, and I think right. we could do some like hot takes real quick. Some things that we uh, neglected to mention real quick. Uh, I believe Zemo is out. I don't think we'll see Zemo again. Right. Uh, I Wakanda... think his character is done for the most yeah, part. Yeah, I think so for this. Yeah. I mean, he got what he needed. He visited the. Um, yeah. The what you call it? The memorial. The Sokovia. In Sokovian grave. Yeah, yeah I thoroughly enjoyed him. I I love Zemo. I'll, I'll miss Zemo a lot. Yeah, but I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad they didn't overdo his character. Yes. He came in with a mission. He wanted right. to, you know, get rid of super soldiers. He basically won. He killed. He killed Nagel. He smashed the rest of the serums. One got away in John Walker, but he succeeded in what he wanted and to do. There's Corey too. Uh, wait, am I saying Corey? Carl? No. Uh, Carly, 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 right? There's still her, and I mean, and a couple uh, of her friends, and a couple yeah. of her friends as well. And Zemo uh, told Bucky's like, "Hey, man, there's there's only one uh, option for you to deal with those people." And uh, and I feel like that was a, another extension of his character because Zemo wants to, you know, get rid of all these super soldiers. He doesn't want them running around. And so now that he's going to be going to Wakanda, um, and live out the rest of his days in a Wakandan prison, uh. I feel like he's like, hey, Bucky, you know, finish my work because there's there's only one way to deal with people like this. And it's going to be interesting to see um, uh, next week how the, the ultimate Bucky decision, that. the ultimate yeah. decision. Right. And, and, and kind of going back into Bucky a little bit. I forgot who it was that said it to him uh, this week. But um, it was oh, man, who was it, it was someone that basically told him. Um, oh, it was Sam. It was Sam. He said, you're telling me there's not someone in your life uh, that you can make amends with by giving them some form of closure. Yeah. And, oh, my gosh. Oh, she, yes. That, yeah. And the first one that came to mind was, oh, man, he's going to go back. Yes. to the, uh, Oh, my the, goodness. I am yeah. not ready for that. Uh, Nak Nakashima. I forget <laughs> Nakashima. his first name. 
I forget right. his first name. Um, the, yeah, Yuri. Father. Yuri. Father. Yeah. Yuri. Oh, oh my God. I don't know how. It, that is not gonna end well, man. <laughs> no, that's gonna be like Bucky's last scene. It's gonna show him sitting there talking, and it's gonna fade to black, and it's gonna be ambiguous. It's gonna what? be the credits are gonna roll. Credits watch are gonna him, roll. Watch oh. it be a surprise, and he's gonna be so scared to tell the guy the truth, and then for some reason he's forgiven. It's Disney, you know. Yes, I'm or it's saying. Marvel. I think it might be like that. Yeah. It might Man. be like that. I or hope TV. they don't go that route, just because. <laughs> I, like, I'm imagining, like, okay, Bucky, how are you even gonna go about this? You're, you're gonna come up to this guy. You're gonna tell him, hey, man. Uh, so I remember all those times you were saying you wanted to know what happened with your son. I, I killed him, uh, but oh, but I, I was not myself when it happened. No, uh, okay. He's going to have to do the whole backstory first, okay? He's going to have to do that. But that's the thing. Like, is he is what, – what was his name again? Yori. Yori. Yori Nakashima. Yep. Yori. Is Yori – I mean, I'm imagining this man is not really too well versed in the – the marvel like their universe <laughs> the, so heroes, the heroes the heroes yeah. all that's going on is he willing is he going to be willing enough to just sit there and listen to bucky's right. story of just everything because bucky has a lot to say he's going to tell him where where he's from how he got how he's like a hundred years old or no not hundred like what was it 60 70 80 i don't know He's really 106. He's 106. 106. He's 106 years old, and uh, I mean, he has a lot to unpack for this old man. I don't think this old man realistically is gonna have the patience. And again, but it, it's Disney. Disney <laughs> might sprinkle their Disney magic on it, and maybe the ending scene is <laughs> the guy giving Bucky a hug, like, "Oh, thank you. Oh, I, I needed to know." I'm like, oh man. I, I guess we'll we'll know in a week. We'll know yeah, in a no. week what's gonna go you down. Know, what you know what would be an interesting, I think, positive way they could go out. It would be him tying and then Yori, you know, kicking him out and being frustrated, and then Bucky talking to Sam, and then recognizing and a reflection in talking to Sam that even though it didn't like, yeah, Yori like doesn't want to speak to him all this stuff. You know, Bucky going like, I do feel better after doing that. Yes. You know. Hey, that that could be a way where it's like that a mix of positivity versus also realistic where it's like you know he because that you know when we're talking about like those amends right like i think that is that with that you know him you know, being honest with yuri um i think is the whole point of what was being said and i think what we're foreshadowing too i think yeah i'm pretty sure there would be no i don't wonder i would be surprised that they wouldn't go back to that whole thing and from the first episode like that was like a big thing they have big thing that honestly made me empathize like that made me go like wow like they're developing this character like okay like that's you know that's i think that's really powerful and i'm curious to see how it goes um so yeah i yeah i think uh yeah super fascinating curious to see what happens with that next week yeah um another quick hot take uh julia louis dreyfus she appeared y'all know her yeah i, I don't know. think she's gonna be the power broker i just think that it, i, I, think I looked into broker. it and i looked into it into the comics um i think she's like a shield agent and that's his end to becoming u.s agent i think oh that's how he's gonna become u.s agent i was giving uh, power broker vibes mad power broker vibes I was thinking maybe Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> she she obviously should have just whispered at that point. Oh, oh, by the way, John, hail Hydra. Right. <laughs> oh man. He's the perfect. I, 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 
see it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I mean, I, I, I could see it going anyway. I, I saw her character, and this is the first time we've seen her in person, right? Yeah. Or, I didn't even know she was going right. to be on the show. Did you know she was going to be on right. the show? No, she was supposed to appear in Black Widow first, too, which also says a thing or two as well. Oh. I really do think she's going to be an in for him to become U.S. agent. After, yeah. Did you want to see the post credit scene, by the way, after this? Yes. yes. Yeah, yes. we'll get there. We'll I, get there. That's our last thing. That's, that's our last thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think after he figures out his his thing with shields and stars, um, I think he'll become U.S. agent, and I think that's how it'll be her. That's fair. I mean, what what do you think, Grandmaster? You're, you're thinking that this is Power Broker? Like, just no one else. It has to be Power Broker. Well... Yes, I think so, because, again, I said this, I think I said this last episode, I said the power broker is either someone who's already been revealed or a big celebrity, and Julia Louis-Dreyfus showing up is pretty big. She's like well-established actress, Emmy Award winning, uh, unless they got someone bigger to bring. Uh, I feel this has to be the power broker. Now, the only other uh, candidate... I think is the power who could be the power broker. I still don't really trust Sharon right now. I don't really know what's going on with Sharon. Because yeah, what's her deal? She's she, she yeah. She made the call. She, she, she had that scene. Yeah, she had that scene the, earlier. And who, who was Batroc. she talking to? But Batroc, the Leaper. Oh right, right. Yeah, and she sent she sent him. I I don't. She's paying him, I guess, to go team up with the Flag Smashers or something. I don't know right. what's going on. Yeah, she's acting really suspicious. I, well, I don't even know. You're right. I don't know how to draw her character yet. It seems like he's trying to settle an old score, the uh, yeah. the villain guy. It could be that she, you know he's just choosing to do something that she has no idea about. But I personally really enjoyed Sharon Carter in this series. I mean, she is that girl. Like she really is that she is the truth. When she took out the, all those uh, all those guys in that junkyard or that you know on that abandoned ship yeah. thing, that was awesome to see. I mean, I wish they brought that to Civil War, but that's a different thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's my thoughts on that. Uh, Tangelo, you got any predictions for her, uh, Sharon? No, I think that she'll still remain as Sharon Carter. I don't think she'll be a power broker, but I do think that she's, I don't know. I think they're going to flesh her out as Sharon Carter, as a character, because she individually as Sharon Carter is someone like in the MCU. I couldn't imagine them mixing. I don't know. Maybe maybe it could be her. I I don't know. I'm very. It's weird. It looks as if she's playing both sides right now. I'm confused. I'm thoroughly confused. I feel like we might not get the answer to that question. Yeah. It might unanswered. Yeah, I think it's going to be maybe after um, season or after this, you know, in a different series, we have to find it out because again, I, I just can't imagine them putting it all. But maybe, maybe they will. I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm very curious. It might be, I swear, it'll be like a post credit scene of the episode I can, I can see them doing that. I honestly see them doing it like that. You know, how they did that with, um, you know, WandaVision, right? In the last yeah. one. It's like, it could be something similar to that. Oh, they with... better give us something good. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> gave us a lot. WandaVision's post-credits uh, scene gave us a lot. I, I need this show 
to drop some kind of bomb because I have no idea where this show's headed next. Because that's great. Well, I, I I mean we don't really know how Phase Four is where it's heading, other than possibly the multiverse and whatnot. Uh, right. And I think Dars uh, mentioned um, a couple. I mean, this was probably a lot of episodes ago. This was like during WandaVision. He was mentioning how if you kind of break down the phases that Marvel's been through, it's it's kind of going. Each phase was uh, representing like a different era, yeah. Uh, or, or I guess the theme that they were bringing the movies into. So like, I can't remember the first three, but Phase Four, and it, it's true to an extent. Uh, he was saying Phase Four was basically the 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 mystic side of yeah. um, uh, Marvel. So they're bringing a lot of like the magic stuff, the multiverse. Uh, everything it's funny like I feel like Doctor Strange is gearing up this is off topic I feel like Doctor Strange is gearing up to be like almost kind of like a, an Avengers like 1.0 type of deal where <laughs> not necessarily like all the characters coming in but yeah. like everything's building up to that you know it's like there's so many possibilities I'm I'm really excited for the uh, Doctor Strange and Multiverse oh, yeah, of Madness yeah um, yeah, like there's just a, a lot building up to it. Uh, with this one, I mean, I guess this episode is building up in its own right. You know, there's one thing that we didn't mention, uh, or maybe we did. I don't think we mentioned it yet. Uh, Bucky brought the suitcase, right? Oh no, that's here. We're here because you know the Flag right, Smashers yes, made their move. Mm-hmm. Flag Smashers made their move. Right. Uh, who I'm like. I, I'm I'm still I understand their plight, but I really don't understand what they're trying to do here. Uh, so I don't think they do either. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't. Trying know. to stop the vote from the GR like the GRC making that vote on the Patch Act that would speed up the process of establishing old borders and countries in the world because they're against the whole idea of it going back to uh, okay. that. So they want to keep the whole one world one. Peace. One voice. Was it one? Oh, one, one, one people. One people. people. One world. One world. One people. Very cosmopolitan, as they say. Yes. Um. Well. Yeah. Here's Sam now, and he's looking at it. He's looking at it. We didn't see it, but no. he saw it. I'll tell so, you what. The sad truth is, everyone, is that it's been leaked. Like it's been leaked. The toys. Oh, no. always I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, really? I've <laughs> yeah. Seen the it. toys People ruin everything. <laughs> Oh, I man. did hear that a couple times. Yeah, whenever the toys would come out on certain shows or movies, they would basically spoil plot threads. Uh, but plot you gotta get twins. the toys out before, like, right. before they sell too. Yeah. So I have not seen the toy. I, I don't. Know I what haven't the either. Looks like. I looked at it. I looked at it. I looked at it too. Is oh, it sweet? My. It'd be nice. It's nice. <laughs> it, it'd Is be it clean? Really nice. It, it will be cleaner watching the show because. You know, some toys look trash. Like I don't know if you ever saw uh, Emma Emma Watson's Belle from Beauty and the Beast, the the live action one. Her her toy Belle is trash. Like they did her dirty. Like this is what happens when you have a teacher be on this type of podcast who knows toys. Right. Okay. Listen, she's she's drop dead hideous in that toy. Like they made her look terrible. Um, but no, it's it's. I won't tell you, Tangelo. Don't say it either. It's it's worth it. Wakandans, way to go! I yeah. Y'all... I like how they uh, Wakanda's now like replacing Tony Stark from making everyone's like equipment and suits and stuff. 
I'm they here for have it. To. <laughs> I'm here Riri. for it. Until we get Riri, you know? Yeah. Riri, that's right. Mm -hmm. Which I think but, uh, they're doing, right? They are doing that. They're, yeah, they're just getting around short. And she's Wait, supposed oh, she, to she, appear in Armor Wars, show? I think, too. She's, mm -hmm. she's getting her own show, and then, yeah, Armor Wars with uh, Rhodey. Oh. With oh my gosh, Rhodey might show up next episode. Oh, I would love to see that. That's yeah, imagine a team up between the two of them. Oh, God. There's going to be a big showdown next week. I mean, that that's what I'm really excited about. You, 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 you're going to have Bucky in on it. You're going to have... Uh, you're gonna have Sam like in in the new getup, the <laughs> looking slick. I'm hoping he looks slick. I'll, I'll yeah, trust your too. words that he looks clean. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you're gonna have him in it. You, oh man, you're gonna have uh oh, John Walker. John okay, yeah. Now we can talk about it. <laughs> now first, we can talk about it. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I honestly didn't like how they did it with this. Uh, not the scene, just how they did, handled the mid credit scene in general. Just because we went this whole series without a single mid credit scene and WandaVision kind of like prepped us to expect a mid credit scene and literally at the end of every episode. I know WandaVision didn't really start until episode like three or four with its mid credit scenes and then it was expected every episode. Okay, there's a stay tuned after the credits. I was literally really close to closing out the episode when I was watching it and I, I would have missed it because the last like four episodes those credit scenes are long they i've timed it like they i'll see are, like they are i'll see like how much time is left and sometimes it's like like three or four minutes i'm like oh mid credit scene easy it's got to be there i'm sticking around and it's i've been disappointed the last couple weeks because <laughs> i was like i got the theme song yeah. ingrained in my head at this point <laughs> listening to it I'm like, this oh, man, man doesn't you don't press the 10 second skip button you don't <laughs> he, likes the music. It. he likes the music i like the music i'm like okay it's building up it's like dun 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 and it's building up it's rolling and i'm like okay it's gonna get a mid-credit scene and then i see that garbage peach symbol from georgia the production <laughs> <From> Georgia. <laughs> like damn it man why you yeah. gotta tease me like that but right <laughs> That's rule number one. You never, never turn off the credits in a Marvel film. Do not. And I think Disney knows this, and they just don't oh. care. They're like, no, you wait every They're playing, They're playing with us. They get more money every time we don't turn it off. So. Right. I, I, I'm, I actually, I don't know anything. I don't know if they get money by not turning it off. But it sounds, yeah. it sounds plausible. Sounds like a thing. Uh. But so, um, well, what was this scene? What what kind of diverged from that? Can, what what was the scene that happened? Can I just say I got mad Tony Stark Iron Man vibes from the scene, especially when yeah. they lead in yes. with the sound of the hammer. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I mean, I'm not I'm not hype because this man is crazy. Like, yeah, I wonder why they made that choice because obviously, like, they know again, these are very intelligent screenwriters and writers that they, you know, made, you know, this choice of kind of showing that in a reminiscent way of Tony Stark. That was interesting, and I'm so curious. we all got Tony Stark vibes. Oh yeah, easily. I mean that that that's one of the few scenes I remember from I I haven't seen Iron Man since like middle school. All right, and that's one of the few scenes I remember very clearly. Tony case, Stark. Yeah in the cave yeah he yeah. has his uh 
his um the white uh arc reactor right the arc projector yeah, the yeah. Arc projector, and um he's he's hammering away building the suit the first uh iron man suit and that was the vibe i got from john walker whether or not it's supposed to be representative of like how tony was like oh yeah john's coming back into the game and he's he's gonna make a big turnaround the same way tony is i don't know about that but it was very similar it was very similar i'm not gonna lie that's the vibe that i got of john hammering away but he's hammering he's hammering away on a new shield on and, a new shield yeah right he is captain america if we like it or not <laughs> yes he's good he's good in, in his eyes his eyes and i really like that that's why you know, he's feeling. <laughs> you know what? Now that you say that, <laughs> I I don't want to be political. That that's a very Trump thing. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I'm your president, whether you like it or not. <laughs> you can you can you can vote me out. I'm still. They still have to call I me mean, Mr. President. Mr. Yeah. Pillow guy is still telling folks that you know the election's not over yet, so I don't know. The, the verdict's still out. Oh man, I mean, you know what? In a way, I guess if we want to draw that parallel, it's kind of grounded in reality. <laughs> uh, you have John, who uh, the government, the the people who put him in that position of power, they're taking that away now. They said you cross the line, you're done, it's over. And it's like what Grandmaster Hoop was saying. Um, John's not out. He's like, no, I am Captain America. <laughs> it was taken from me. I will be back. <laughs> I, honestly, I saw him spray painting it. He, I mean, from what I saw, he was spray painting it somewhat symmetrically. I, I was expecting like some type of sloppy design <laughs> coming in, like whites and uh, red getting mixed in all all. Com- com- convoluted and nasty I-, I cannot wait to see how he painted that shield next week oh, um, I-, I expect a train wreck but from <laughs> what we saw it looked it looked like he was coloring in between the lines John was doing a good job yeah uh, it, was pretty, it was pretty nice he- he's got some artistry <laughs> going on but that thing is not vibranium you know it is not it- you know what 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 if there's a fight scene in at the in the last episode where you know, uh, Sam. I mean, Sam and John are, are, are gonna go at it easily. Are Are you gonna Are you gonna be annoyed if Sam is going toe to toe with John with both shields? Like, like, uh, you know, Sam has his vibranium shield. John has his. Oh, copper. Clash of the Shields. Clash of the Shields. Do, do, wouldn't you think the vibranium shield would just tear right through that thing? I mean, it, sh- it should. It yeah. should. But would that make an interesting fight scene? Yeah. You know, are the writers going to have that shield basically fall to pieces like paper mache in like yeah. two seconds? You know. Yeah, it's, um, it's um, what you gonna call it? It's uh, that's a that's the money shot right there. Yeah. It and that's is. gonna eat at that's gonna eat at Mr. John Walker even more. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mr. John um, Walker, oh yeah. <laughs> 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 I I imagine again next next week we will see how that shield is supposed to be used. John Walker is out for blood, I think. I think he's still out for blood. Yeah. Right. Like, for Carly. I, yeah. He's out yeah, for, for Carly. Carly. Yeah. He's out for mm-hmm. Carly. So what I imagine is John Walker's gonna throw his shield at Carly. Sam's gonna throw his shield at 
John Walker's shield and be like, enough. And then that's when you have the clash of ideals too. And it's gonna it's gonna pop off from there. And I'm ready for it. I'm here for it. But uh uh who said it? I don't remember which one of y'all said it. I definitely can see Sam and Bucky passing that shield around in the final fight. I wonder if Spider-Man would randomly show up because this is in New York, right? It is in New York. You would think that something big is going to happen. Like, Spider-Man should oh. be in the. No. Well, no, he's on the run right now, right? He's on the run. Uh, no, because it's yes, before. Yes, he is on the run. It's he's before Far From Home, I think, chronologically. Oh, is this? Oh, it is. is it? Yeah, <laughs> but again, maybe not. I don't know. Let's not do this because yeah, let's not think uh, about this. He's, he's on the run. Take Spider-Man out all this nonsense, okay? Yes. And keep it separate like until it all just... can be under, like, just leave Spider-Man where he is. But do you see what I'm saying, though? Like, this yeah. is in New York, no, so I, it really makes sense for him I to win yes. with your... It's it, it's one of those things where you have like these superheroes in a specific area of the world where you know like in New York, Spider-Man is on the scene 24/7. I expect him to Where's swing Daredevil? by, realistically. Where's Luke Cage then? Where's, Where's Iron Fist De- and Jessica Jones? <laughs> Hellcat. They come out of the Netflix verse? I mean, I'm just saying. These characters are running around, technically. But, um, yeah, don't do not do it. Don't bring them oh, in. Don't hold I, your breath. Never never when you need them. <laughs> they're never... Exactly. That's a big thing we exactly. see with the movies. It's like, they're all in the same area. You would think... Again, like Doctor, you know, that was the whole plot hole of Doctor Strange, right? It's like, well, wait, why didn't the Ancient One ever help <laughs> the Avengers in any of their threats? Right, right. <laughs> she, she was there though. <laughs> she, she was there. She, they were she attacking. Was, you know, she was there. <laughs> That's how That's they handled right. it. They're like, oh, she was there, and she was just like, I'm not gonna interfere. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's why I, I, I remember like Spider Man Far From Home. Uh, sorry to cut you off, but when when they no, no, Nick Fury, and he was asking Nick Fury was like, "I need your help." He was like, "What about Captain Marvel? Like, what about like all these other superheroes who do this for a living? <laughs> Where are they at? I'm a whole kid." <laughs> Honestly, no. It, it's funny that you mentioned that, Mikkelbo. I, I remember. Uh, years and years ago, I would have these same conversations with Grandmaster Hoop, where <laughs> I was, this is post-Avengers, and I would say, like, I, I would tell him, like, as we're watching, uh, like, something like Winter Soldier or something, I'll be like, Grandmaster Hoop, this is so dumb. Why doesn't he call <laughs> Iron Man or Thor, man? Have him help. <laughs> right, right. Like, it works. It's not the jurisdiction, man. It's right, not- right. They all, they all got their own stuff they gotta do, okay? All right. Well, like, so this I, Thor comes in, he ends this movie in ten minutes. <laughs> it's what, over. What does Thor care about the idealisms of America and what it means to be American, okay? No, his, no, whole no. Planet, his whole kingdom is destroyed and they're in freaking like Norway right now. That's where his mindset is. Alright? Why would he care about New York City? All right, and what's what's Thor gonna do? Just like John Walker, <laughs> I don't know, drop drop Stormbreaker off and chop off his hand. Is like you can't throw the shield anymore. Like, like nah, he's gonna go for the head. Oh, just oh yeah, go for the he's head. He's gonna go for the head and just cut off the head, so you know there won't be nothing going on after that. Exactly. This series oh, no. would have lasted two episodes. No, no, Easy. you can't have that. You can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't they have work. these guys on speed dial. They can call them up 
any time <laughs> for assistance. But I understand. I understand why they don't do that. It was just, I just find that hilarious. But um, it is yeah. hilarious. It really is. Yeah. Like think about how think about how Sam is really good at like offering counsel to you know his peers who've gone through like traumatic things. Why hasn't he had one conversation with Wanda? I mean, not one conversation with Wanda, and she has lost a lot in the last several years. If if anyone, well, you know, apparently everybody went their separate ways after Endgame. Like yeah. through the team, you know. <laughs> and I think Wanda, in a way, she just kind of, I guess from her perspective, she just isolated herself from everyone. Like, yeah, because you know we had that whole thing with Vision being her 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 rock, her anchor in that world, and. uh after after the stuff with Endgame, she was just like, "All right, I'm I'm out. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna create a wall around me." And then the events of WandaVision happened. But yeah, I I agree with uh, Grandmaster. I think after Endgame, everyone just said, <laughs> "R.I.P." <peace." laughs> they just <laughs> went their separate ways. Yeah, I'm it, like, "Yo, aren't you all supposed yeah. to be like besties or something? You guys go to the same like facility to no cookout or something this well, summer." They, I mean, they, yes. They, they, they went to the funeral. And that was it. <laughs> they, they, they went said, to the funeral. I'm like, you guys are gonna bond over someone's death, but you're not gonna have like your your Saturday cookouts or uh, your Memorial Day weekend. I know you guys want to see each other. You helped save the cosmos, the galaxy. Right. I mean, it's crazy. It's you crazy. Think. We're we're in need of a reunion for sure. So. Maybe, you know, once Sam takes up Captain America, I mean, Captain America was the last leader of the Avengers, so maybe that's his next step is leading a team of heroes, you know? Yeah, I wonder what the next Avengers film is going to look like, you know? Like when they bring back, uh, when they bring the team together for the big threat, like what do you, you know, what that... Oh, it's going to look very interesting. Yeah, Um, very different from the first iteration. Yeah, I I have no idea how it's going to look. Watch it be actually a diverse cast of characters. Like you, that's like, what I'm like, saying. Like, I'd imagine, be, yeah. Like they were all white the first time. They were I mean, all white. <laughs> yeah, they had one woman, and now, I mean, at least there's. Well, who technically who is an Avenger? Because Steve gave everyone out there on that field <laughs> that title that particular day. Oh. But I don't yeah. think we're all going <laughs> to say that they're all Avengers. Like, come on now. Right. That's, that's a fair point. That's a fair <laughs> So to what extent, or like, you know, who's an Avenger at this moment? Or is there just no Avenger team? There's no active team at the moment. I, I guess there's no active team. I mean, they had their whole facility destroyed. And Tony Stark right. funded it. And he's dead. He's dead now. But God. even All after right. death, he's the hero, right? The whole Edith. Go. Oh, yeah. The Edith. <laughs> yes. That is so. true. That is true. But um, yeah, I I, uh, I can say I'm I I'm just gonna say I'm excited. Um, I I love the ride this show has put us on, mm-hmm. and I'm ready for this finale next week, and I'm looking forward for this culmination. So uh, likewise, likewise. Yeah. Any any final thoughts, uh, Tangelino and Mikevo? Uh, yeah, Tangelo. I'm sorry. I called Tangelo. you Tangelino. Tangelino. What's up? With he's that? thinking of Hooperlino. I'm thinking of Hooperlino. I know there was an O and an L. He's <laughs> afraid Hooperlino's gonna pop no. up. 
I just, yeah, I think for me, you know, for, for a second, thanks for having me. Um, it's always great because, you know, every time I watch an episode, I've been like, I just want to talk about it. You know, I swear, after every episode, usually I go on YouTube and watch, like, New Rock Stars or, yeah, like, um, Emergency Awesome or something like that to get their, like, you know, the, the intense, because I just, like, it's just on my mind because I'm like, wow, right. so interesting. So it's been great to have a conversation about it talk about some of the things that like appeared in my mind especially the deeper stuff that like you know you can tell they purposely put in it um and yeah i'm excited to see you know i, I would say again the this episode was really powerful with thinking about symbols and i can't wait to see kind of what that you know the culmination is this next episode you know it's like symbol like right. this was constituting the symbols and then i think next episodes it's symbols in action i think and i think that's gonna be really interesting Fair enough. What about you, McKevo? Well, I would also like to thank you guys for having me as well. Thanks for that, uh, Tangelo. You're awesome as well. Your thank thoughts you. have been very deep, and I like very. that about you, sir. Thank you. Um, one, I would say that we we already brought up WandaVision, and it's kind of funny watching this show. It just makes that sh uh, WandaVision much more weirder. Like, it was already a weird show, but it like in retrospect, that show is even just like, it's so different. And I like that it seems like the direction with these Disney Plus shows that they're gonna all have their own identity, which is great. Right. I really like that. So we won't get that superhero movie fatigue because sometimes just too much blockbuster is just like... It can be exhausting. We're gonna yeah. take the Michael Bay route here. We're just gonna blow up <laughs> stuff and call it a movie. Um, and so I really, really like what they're doing. I like how they're flushing out characters that are usually accessories in movies. So like we got to see more of Vision and Wanda. We're seeing more of Sam right. and Bucky. And so, you know, and then we get Loki next. So I'm really enjoying these um, these short stories, if you will. Um, so, yeah. And then I like how it is grounded in real life, like with Wanda, Vision talking about grief. Like I, the quote from that show, my favorite quote from that show is, what is grief if not love preserving or persevering? Oh persevering. my gosh, yeah. I yes. love that. That hit me. That hit oh, me. I, I, I remember. I love that. But this show within itself has has several quotes, a couple of quotes that have just really impacted me um, in my own life and journey, in my own experience as a black, a young black man. Um, and so, you know, I'm really enjoying these shows because I'm a nerd, but I'm also a human being. And so I'm connecting with these things like on multiple levels. So I'm enjoying it. That's good. That's good. I mean, I mean, it's great to have both of you on here. You know, I think I think that's where this table or this podcast was formed, uh, where uh, Grandmaster Hoop and I, I, I think we had this urge too, where we would see these shows and we would just want to talk about it, you know, just talk about the nerd aspect. And then also just like you were saying too, how it ties back into reality and, um, I, I think that's where the passion comes from, where we, we get really into it. And since we're not always around each other, this is a great opportunity for us to just share thoughts and, you know, get to know each other better. I, I personally enjoyed having both of you on here. You guys had great input and um, yeah, hope to hope to maybe see you guys next week also where we open up the table. I mean. We, we love doing this where for the finale of a episode or a season, we open up the table for everyone that wants to come in. So yes. yeah, we hope to see you guys next week. And that's going to be a long one <laughs> with Ooh. all that's going on. That's going to be. Oh, a long yeah. One. Yeah. But um, 
yeah, I would say that wraps up uh, this week's episode of the Yonko Table. Hope you guys have a good one. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment, feedback. Let us know your thoughts on the episode as well. Share it with your peoples. Share it with your peoples. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social media. We post there on uh, not the daily. We probably should (laughs) on the daily. Um, but you know, follow us on there on Twitter at Yonko table, also on Facebook at Yonko table and, uh, yeah, stay up to date whenever we drop a news coup special or an official new episode of the Yonko table. But yeah, uh, that's it for this week. I'm Dr. Jace attorney, grandmaster hoop. Tangelino, no, <laughs> Tangelo. <laughs> Tangelo. He really wants to be Tangelino, man. Yeah, you start calling me Tangelino. Put some respect on my bro's name. <laughs> Tangelo, Tangelo, Supernova, Tangelo, and Supernova McKevo signing off. Take care, guys. Have a good one. See ya. <laughs>